0: Welcome everybody to the Monster Baby Podcast.
1: Hey, it's a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. That's right. I'm Lisa Rowland. I'm Ted Damezone. We are your co-hosts. We're your co-hosts.
0: And we are uh you're joining us on episode number seventy three. Oh <laughs>
1: imagine that.
0: Isn't that incredible? Uh let's see. Do you have
1: any numerology about seventy three, Lisa? Zero. There's no like Enneagram translation of 70- I mean, no
0: because Enneagram is not numerology. Okay there's no we don't do that
1: it's oh, not different worlds
0: different worlds <clears throat> different, totally different thing
1: uh, a side note before we get do into
0: you th- have significance about 73
1: no other than that my no no my mom just turned 74
0: <laughs> no uh, but 73 is an age that one of my parents has been <laughs> so there's something yeah great cool yeah. And,
1: and speaking of age, my birthday's coming up this week.
0: I know. It's in two days from now.
1: Yeah. I'm about to turn 52. My joke is I'm finally going to be playing with a full deck. Oh. Isn't that nice?
0: It's yeah. very nice. And then I
1: told that joke to somebody else, and they said, oh, well, next year you get to be the Joker. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Yeah, So that's next good. year will be fun. And then I thought well, the year after, what's the year after? It's like, oh, I get the directions to Hoyle's other card games or how to buy an <laughs> extra book. You just that, get the a little sort of like instructional yeah, brochure.
0: Uh, I have a friend who just turned 52 and has a son. He's single. My friend is single. Has a son who said, I'm going to start a dating service for people your age called 52 Pickup. That's great. I know. It's pretty good.
1: That's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's my year. That's yeah. my goal for the year. You're finally playing up. with a full deck. Okay. It's time for 52 Pickup. Love it. So, okay. Well, on Let on those note,
0: cards fall where they may. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: What's this episode about? We have
0: to start this episode. So here's the deal. Well, uh, the main central the central tenet of this impri- of this episode is that we asked a question last episode mm. for people to submit answers to. We read a couple of answers, talked about it, talked about our own answers. That question was well. We'll read the question on the on the in the episode, yeah. so keep
1: your ear out. We actually are following up on what we promised.
0: Yeah, look at that accountability, that's how,
1: folks. That's how we are.
0: But we also taught we told. There's a little bit of storytelling at the beginning, talking mm-hmm. about stuff that's going on in our lives.
1: And then, inspired by this episode. We offered another question for you to respond to. So for
0: next episode. We hope
1: you'll stick around, listen in to the question and send us a response cuz we just might do this bad boy again.
0: Cuz we love you. We love you. We want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's let them listen to it.
1: On we go. Get into it.
0: Enjoy. All right. All right.
1: Here we are. Let us commence. Bing! Now beginning the Monster Baby podcast. Uh, and look who's here.
0: We have a Monster Baby podcat.
1: Lurking in amongst the cables and the <laughs> He's just wires. right nearby. Yeah. Lisa Rowland, good to see you.
0: Good to see you, Ted. It's been a good long time.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot
0: has happened. A lot has happened. You've <laughs> been very far away. I've been gallivanting. I haven't gone... Anywhere
1: Which is highly unusual That in itself would be noteworthy
0: <laughs> Well, it sort of is noteworthy Yeah Because I shifted some of my tendencies Be here now Oh, God, it was great Yeah, I love it So good Plenty of sleep Slowed down I, It's so great Holidays with a fam Holidays with the fam mm-hmm. No big deal Didn't go anywhere
1: Love it Yeah I was gone for three weeks
0: Europe European adventures European, and, wait, Boston, what? New Europe? York Paris, Barcelona,
1: Toulouse, <laughs> Toulouse, Toulouse, and then uh, Bordeaux or Merignac, ah. more specifically. Great. And then A Night in Paris. <sighs> ah.
0: A Night uh, in Paris. But
1: one of the, yeah, one of the funnest adventures on this uh, was my night in New York. So I'm just going to put a teaser there for now. Oh, give it to us. You want to hear it? You, yeah. You don't want to be teased?
0: I don't want, you No. Know. Not in this context. <laughs> I want to hear it. Why, why wait?
1: Well, so I went to Boston to see my family for Christmas. I flew on Christmas. Usually a great day to fly. Security lines totally packed. Sure. Unusually. Okay, but anyway. Oh, on Christmas. On Christmas Day. Oh, I get day, it, I get yeah. it, yeah. So flew back east, had dinner with my folks. It was great. Spent in Boston. A, spent a couple days there, yep. And then they're going down to my stepmom's family in New Jersey, So they take me down to New York because I'm going to see Freestyle Love Supreme, our Mm -hmm. friend Anthony Veneziale's show Mm -hmm. on Broadway, freestyle rap show. And so, you know, I did my typical thing of like, okay, I want to find a place to stay, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. Right. Good luck with that in Manhattan. But I did my thing. I found a hotel, 110 bucks, reasonable.
0: Any infestations? No. Great.
1: Good reviews, close to the theater.
0: That's surprising.
1: Yeah. So then I went to make the reservation, and then they come back with, okay, we're charging your card $150. like, $150? I thought it was 110 like, Taxes
0: and fees. Taxes
1: and fees. I'm like, Ugh.
0: Yeah.
1: Which they didn't tell you were going to be there, because I did it on Airbnb, right? And so uh, usually it's like, that's your price. Yeah. So I just couldn't stomach it. So I looked again, and I found this place called the Interfaith Hostel. Hmm.
0: What's up your alley?
1: Yeah, you'd think totally funky.
0: So you walk in, and there at the bar, there's a priest, a rabbi, (laughs) and a imam, and an imam. Yeah, right. It was almost that.
1: No, it's just tucked away, on I think it was Eighth and Thirtieth, but just a little south of the theater district, within walking district, walking distance. I go in there, and you go up these stairs, and it opens up, and they don't have bedrooms; they have pods. Right now, I knew that this was the case. It was just like tiny little rooms, single bed, a little desk, a little lamp, a shared bathroom. Like, I, I knew that was going to be the case, but it was only $85 for the night, taxes included. The little... When little, you say pods, do you mean a tiny room or do you mean like... No, tiny room with wooden walls, but maybe it was like five feet by eight feet. Ti- you're in a box. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you got... Normal eight, height. You got, Yeah. Right. So I knew that was gonna be the case, and I figured, cute, great, I don't need a whole big space. Yeah. I'm Do just... the walls go all the way up to the ceiling? That's the thing. Uh-huh. No, they don't. Uh, okay. So okay, but at first I didn't know that. So I walk in, it's just very warm. There's photos of their guru all over the place, run by the Hare Krishnas, as it turns out. Photos of the guru all over the place. That's up my that's up my alley. Right. I'm you feel it. it,
0: you're feeling at home.
1: There's a little snack station free sprouted whole wheat bread with avocado toast we peanut like it. butter we like organic great we're happy i was tired and hungry love it so yeah oh, and boy. then when i came back at 2am i was like oh shoot this room doesn't have a ceiling on it i have to be totally silent because there's 20 other people sleeping in pods in the same space mm-hmm. and any noise i make is going to be audible so i'm like trying to be as quiet as i can and at a certain point, I don't forget what I did, like I did my belt or put my backpack down and the person in the pod next to me wrapped on the wall, like boom, boom, boom. Like, I
0: know, I'm trying to be quiet. Right, yeah.
1: So that was one side. And I slept fine, got up early and...
0: Right. And it was only one night.
1: It was only one night. And Great. it was $85 and I like, I came out of the rain, it felt really cozy. Yeah,
0: you had a place to sleep, it's all
1: you needed. Really sweet people. Great. So I loved it. That was the side of me... That is like let me find my bargains, let me do loca. Co- I don't need anything fancy. Okay, here's the other side of me. Oh boy, which is the the fancy side. The s I aspire. I want to be you know have all the money in the world. I used miles to upgrade to first class on my, oh my. flight to Barcelona. <laughs> I got them for for the other side of me. Only sixty thousand miles uh-huh. for first class overnight flight. So on Anthony's suggestion, I go to the Newark Airport. Early, because they have this Polaris United lounge, lounge. Which if you're flying first class, Polaris, you can use. So I get there and I go take a shower at the airport in the Polaris Lounge. And my bathroom, my private bathroom for my shower, is larger than my pot was. <laughs> by double. <laughs> and it's got this overhead shower That's like a rain and fall. Yeah. So I showered, shaved, had a nice warm meal. Luxury meal, sat in a big leather chair, looked out on the tarmac for five hours, just chilled out. Great. Got on the flight. My bed, my bed for my flight was larger than the, was as large as the bed at the hostel. Yeah. And I woke up, I mean, I arrived feeling refreshed. I slept for like six hours and boom. Great. (laughs) So it's like I got the, you know, the Prince and the Pauper trip to to uh, Barcelona. Yeah. And the Broadway show was great. Great. Anthony was amazing. And it's amazing. And so energetic and so funny and so fresh. And yeah. And it was a show where they, they make you put your cell phones into those yonder pouches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever done that?
0: No, but I've heard of it. So
1: cool. I love it. And so, you know, nobody's got their cell phones out. Do you turn it in? in? They give you a pouch. You put the phone in the pouch and they lock it.
0: And then they unlock it on the way out? Exactly. Got it. Yep. And you turn the phone off, or is it like... Yes,
1: they say, make sure you turn it off so you're not getting texts and phone calls. Yeah, so
0: it's not ringing, and you can't turn it off Exactly. in the middle of it, which would be worse.
1: Which would be worse. So everybody's got their phone off, and everybody's just locked in, and we had a great time. Great. And uh, I was there with a couple of our improviser friends from San Francisco who happened to be there the same night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony brought us backstage after the show. We got to see see the theater from the stage. It looks tiny when you're up there, but they had done this cool thing with um
0: perspective it, looked, it looks tight the stage looks tiny
1: to the audience it looks big oh cool! because they had done this perspective thing with the backdrop you stand on stage and it looks like it's just a tiny little stage yeah that's cool really cool magical and then we got to go out with anthony afterwards he came came out and we went out to a cool little quiet bar and had a great conversation and great. laughs it's a really special night
0: cool yeah
1: yeah uh, so it's great then i flew to Europe and uh, gallivanted New Year's in Barcelona, greatest fireworks show I'd ever seen.
0: Amazing. You sent me a video of it.
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. And then I uh, got to speak some French, got to speak some Spanish, saw a couple fortified cities, <laughs> walked about 15,000 steps a day, ate great food, yeah. some crepes, crepes hmm And and then I flew back, home, back to Boston, had our second Christmas with the family again. And then came back home.
0: And here you are. It was good fun. Yeah, great. I highly
1: recommend it. Which uh, part? Well, I recommend the Prince and Pauper experience for anybody who can rig it up. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I I like the, I really liked the adventure. Like I had these two Boston trips set up. Originally I was going to come back home and then the opportunity to go to Europe popped up. So I was like, sure. And sure, I'll try to refresh my French. So I studied for a month and kind of got decent enough. I could have conversations and boy, my brain was tired, but it felt really good. Cool. I love learning. Yeah. So that's what I recommend.
0: Adventure. Yeah. Great.
1: And you have had some big things going on back here too. Yes. One of which we're going to get to celebrate in just a couple of days. Oh my
0: God. Yes. So I will, I will, my, I'm like coming off of this sort of inspiring experience, which happened yesterday. So I maybe we've talked about Light Up Bats on the podcast. I'm not
1: sure that we have.
0: But I have been a part of the, the committee, sort of spearheading this committee to raise money for Bats Improv to completely overhaul our lighting system.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're both on the board, and you're a performer. I've done the lights, for shows, yeah. and we both recognize... These lights were. I mean, everybody. In everybody recognizes this. Even like, the audience. The, the
0: the 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 wiring was patchy and janky. The lights were burning out all the time. The power was all dirty. It, it was just like the whole system. Like the stage was dark. If we stand by the right pillar, we're we can't be seen. If we stand up on a platform, we're not lit anymore. I mean, yeah. it's just like a dismal for the for the kind of. Improv we're doing it's yeah. like wow uh,
1: was not matching the quality. Why
0: can't we have good lights? So for a while the thought was we were gonna uh, just sort of like remedy the lights we had, fix them, and then I was like, theaters are using LED lights. Yeah, like the, like that. This is where things are going. Sure, and I know that it's super expensive, and so let's run a campaign. Let's let's fundraise,
1: which was not our usual. We haven't done that for a while in
0: years. Yeah and certainly not to th- not to not to this tune of $150,000 $150, which is $150,000 <laughs> which that is tune. what we were aiming to aiming to raise so that's conversation started 2 years ago cut to 2 years later which is now and we have raised over $140,000 okay
1: let me pause you for a second cuz your humility is going to prevent you from saying it but i also i want to add in here that in that 2 years that we just jumped over yeah. you were the spearhead flagship champion did an awesome job of like gathering forces and being really enthusiastic and inclusive. You know, we there were lots of people doing lots of work on it, but you were really the main person, and you did an awesome job. So I don't want that to be lost on our listeners. Thank you. Yes, or you, for that matter. I feel very proud.
0: Good, you should. I feel very proud. So for the last two months, these lights have been been going in. And yesterday, you know, like replacing it. It's a whole new set of cabling because LED lights take a different kind of power than incandescent lights. And we have new, new dimmer packs because our, I mean, so many pieces a whole new light board, a new sound board. we got new speakers. We have new instruments. There's a new design. like.
1: And at one point during the process, massive. there was this concern that like you know, the electricity was going into things that could cause fires or cause electrocution. Oh, the and, actual yeah.
0: grid, the pipes that the lights were hung on sometimes was... Sometimes were charged. Sometimes it had electrical current running through it. Like yeah. we, I mean, the whole thing was like, I am shocked that this place has not burned
1: down. So to speak.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yesterday I wake up. So, right, work has been going, work has been getting done. It is a wild and amazing thing, right? Yeah. New house lights, new, new work lights, new safety lights, new rehearsal lights, everything. everything.
1: And we've got a party... Happening this coming Friday. On
0: Friday, yeah. we're going to unveil our new lights to our donors who made it happen. And so this it's is now like the Monday before the, the Friday. Yes. This is Monday before the Friday. And I wake up to an email from our sort of main project manager who is in a crisis mode. What, whoa? Saying, I. Get, I can't get the, the, the lights that I thought we got are throwing a different kind of beam on the stage. So the design isn't working and I can't get the sound, sound board to talk to the lights and I don't have any solutions for that and I can't figure it out and I don't have the time to figure it out. Meanwhile, she runs another theater in town and the toilets are clogged at her theater and so she's got to go handle that. So she can't be at bats and, and like just everything's exploding is what it felt mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and Right, so I sort of leap out of bed and pace my very small apartment for a a time and then cry at my kitchen table for a time, like, feeling... Because immediately, all of the bad feelings flood in. Right. and like, frustrated, I'm embarrassed, I'm I'm ashamed, I'm scared. I'm, like, what happens if we can't... Why couldn't I see... Why couldn't I have been a part of fixing this before it happened? I mean, just, like, all of the... And I'm, like, oh, God, the reality of this idea of, like, inviting all of our donors to our theater and not having lights to show them and then feeling like oh my god they're not going to trust bats ever again right. with any project we ever do because right. we have not been able to do anything with their money and like we took their money and we spent and we can't figure i mean just like yeah
1: really ramped, i was going for it ramped up
0: but then i moved into solution mode <laughs> and i was like okay and i like called on a couple of friends who helped m- me get into the right uh-huh
1: headspace and it did let me pause you for a second Did you have a a headspace switch before you called those friends, or was it like, I need help, I'm gonna reach out, and then the friends helped you get the
0: No, I knew that it was like I I I knew two things. Number one, I immediately was like, Okay, we're gonna fix this. And then I was like, wait, you need to feel your feelings first.
1: Good. Nice.
0: Because I was like, you don't need to pretend you are not freaked out about this. Cool. And so I went back and freaked out. (laughs) I really did. And then I purposely freaked out. uh, Yeah, Yeah. I was like, we're gonna make space for the freak out. Like, let all the things... That's when tears happened. Like, let all the f- feelings happen. And then we're going to figure out so what to cool. do about it. Yeah. And so then I sort of, like, moved into into moving forward mo- mode. And then the day was c- entirely consumed with this project. Calling our project manager. Go, going to see her. Sitting down with her. Understanding... Really understanding yeah. the problem. Understanding how much of it was emotion. Because she is also completely overwhelmed. And was just like at her wit's end, right? So some of the alarm in her email was her emotional state, not reality. So talking to her, understanding the problem, calling our managing director, relaying that, prioritizing, figuring out what is the most important thing, what has to happen now. We call on the people that we have available to come in and help. They have other things going on, but they drop it and they come over. So great. There was like this team that that collected at the theater late last night. Well, at like 8.30 last night and then stayed through midnight to fix this to not only explore the board talking to the lights but to create a plan B in case we couldn't get the board fixed so cool and so right i went to i went to safeway and got like a picnic cuz we were there for 4 hours you know right. up until the very end of the night and it ended up being really
1: a little festival
0: lovely and then i got to see for the first time this was like a i got to see the lights work for the first time ah. which i had never seen I had I have known that this would be an amazing uh-huh. and huge step up but I did not know what it would look and feel like. Oh wow. And I nearly cried. So cool. Seeing the actual instruments on and seeing the amount of work that had gone into it and feeling what that stage the stage was transformed.
1: Wow. It was I'm super psyched to see it now. It
0: was in, it just felt incredible. It just felt incredible. So then it's like we all leave at midnight, and I'm just like overcome with gratitude Mm -hmm. and joy and. And I I really, I was like in touch with the wonder of theater that it's like life. This is what life theater is. It's like people come together to make stuff happen because the show must go on. Yes. And we come together and we have this common goal and we pitch in the way we can and we come in because the show needs us. And it was like, it was an amazing, yeah it was like, so, so I, right. I started the day in, in tears of frustration and fear. And I ended the day in tears of gratitude and joy and wonder and, and there was this huge roller coaster in between and so many people helped me.
1: Yeah, what a great journey.
0: Oh, it was just, I, it was just amazing. So, and it felt very, like any, even in the middle of it, it felt like, well, I think we do what comes next.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is we
0: just learn what, or we just figure out what
1: comes next. The whole process sounded like an improvisation project. And so like, oh, something went wrong. Okay.
0: And Hmm. mindfulness, because it was about, you can't run into the future with this. Yeah. You need to be here. Yeah. And just wait till you have more information. And you
1: felt your feelings. And you, you know, so you don't have to be emotionally reactive. You get to have them. But then you, okay, so now what needs to come next? And Mm -hmm. you call your friends and then your friends step up and they support you. And everybody's going to make everybody look good. And the other thing you mentioned to me when you were telling me the story earlier was that when you went to the bats company members Oh god last yes this night, is so lovely at that point they weren't yet it wasn't yet finalized that the lights were gonna work, but we had a backup plan in place. Yeah and you went to them and said
0: Well no, hey. I didn't even have a backup plan in place. Oh, at that point At that point, okay no so, so you go I to the went company unsure if we were gonna have lights for the Friday show. I was like it is possible that these lights don't work. Right. Like we have steps planned to try to make them work.
1: But we don't know we yet. We don't
0: know if it's gonna work yet.
1: And so you're thinking, like, they might just be like, Are you kidding me, Lisa? Are you this kidding is me? this project. Yeah.
0: Right. And I knew they wouldn't blame me, but I thought they'd be upset. Yeah. Or like stunned. And I was like, You guys, I have been dealing with this thing all day. I don't know how it's gonna end up. We may not have lights for Friday. And then
1: they were generous. Uh,
0: and Rebecca Stockley goes, Well then we'll just have a party.
1: Yeah, that's so cool.
0: Well then it'll just be a party. And Paul Killam goes, we were built for this. This is what we're made for. And Dave Dennison goes, yeah, you don't expect it all to work out, do you? Of course it's not all going to work out. We'll just go with what we got. I mean, it was like. So generous. Oh, I was so grateful. I was just like, it made me high. Yeah. I, I literally felt like I was on drugs. I yeah. was like, oh, like I could have stayed up all night.
1: It's and, and that's partly just because of who they are as people. But it's also your built up rapport and support over years and years of playing together yes. over your ensemble hood showing up and you're like we got each other we got we're it good. we're gonna be okay
0: i mean it's like improvisational skills at work in real life in real
1: life A little meta improv oh
0: god it made me so happy that's so cool yeah so that was my little moment that feels very richly relevant to monster baby
1: right i'm super excited me too i'm super excited and i i'm excited to get trained on the lights because it's gonna be like what can we do now? Oh, I
0: think I think this lighting system is like capable of far more than we are gonna be.
1: Right, I'll be like able to green, right. green light. Yeah,
0: it has so much capability that we will not at the beginning know how to use utilize. Right, but Remi knows.
1: Does it have voice activation? No. Can you be like, hey Siri, give me Pantone number forty two <laughs> FFG nine. No, I don't think so. That's cool.
0: Um, yeah, so
1: super exciting well yeah. congratulations i feel i feel thank you like
0: i'm running on all cylinders right now it's mm. just like whoa like sort of yeah it's very exciting
1: mm-hmm. well this is it's gonna be a big shift for us all and hopefully it'll be a big shift for improv in san francisco too like
0: i feel
1: raise the bar yeah you know raise the bar yeah push great. it great all right monster baby <sighs> listeners now you need to story time everybody to san francisco there it is yeah
0: monster baby story time
1: uh, okay, but we we have a little um, hmm, oh a follow up topic, yeah, an agenda topic, yeah, which is that we one of our listeners posed a question, and then we thought, hey, let's do this as a, a regular thing. So we asked it last time, put it out to you listeners, and we got a response. One of our listeners sent back a response, so we're gonna read the question, read that person's response to the question, then we'll play. Shannon's response, and then we'll schmooze about it ourselves. Yeah, great. So you got the original letter?
0: Yes, here it is. Okay, so question.
1: Wait, who's this from?
0: His name, uh, this is from Jeremy Eaton. Yo, yo, Jeremy, if you're listening. (laughs) In Japan. In Tokyo, yeah. And uh, I met him at the Vancouver Theater Sports at Vancouver Theatre Sports for the International Theatre Sports Institute Conference in October. Love it.
1: And it was, J- yeah. Sidebar. So enjoyed him, yeah. Japan is the number two Monster Baby podcast listening country in the world. <laughs> is it really? It is.
0: Yo, yo. Hey, I Japan. So.
1: Yeah, Thanks, Japan. Shout
0: out to our Japanese listeners. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's the question. What is the thing that you learned in improv that hit you like a thunderbolt or was a huge epiphany? Hmm. And so I said, "Well, tell me what, do you have an answer? Mm-hmm. What's your answer?"
1: Did you expand it to and mindfulness with Jeremy?
0: Or no. You, okay. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so he ta- there's a little bit of a story. He took a workshop from the brilliant Sean McKinley. Sean Kinley? Sean Kinley. Sean Kinley.
1: I love Sean Kinley.
0: Yeah, he's so lovely. And he and he built up this experience which which ended up in the in the epiphany. So there was a, they started a game and it was kind of tricky. And if you screwed up, you could get eliminated. Mm -hmm. And so once eliminated, once eliminated, you had to sit down and they sort of debriefed it a little bit and realized that once a person made mistakes, a lot of other people also made mistakes um, or other mistakes followed quickly. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. you're, and, uh, and then he split and then, and then he shifted things. He split the group into two circles. They both were playing the game and If you made a mistake, you had to switch circles.
1: But you got to keep playing.
0: Yeah. And so they did that, and everyone was running around and laughing and swearing and having a great time. And Sean stopped them and asked for their thoughts. And the thoughts were all, that was really fun. Everybody could participate. I took more chances. And these exercises were a metaphor for how to handle failure in improv, he told us. Indeed, for life, you're never out of the game. And I loved... I love that. You're never out of the game. This is you, Lisa, now talking. Me. Yes, this yeah. is me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was Jeremy's response. Love it. You're never out of the game.
1: Thanks for the question, Jeremy. Thanks for the response, too. Yeah. I, I've done that with Sean Kinley, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to the International Improv Summer School in 2010 up in Calgary. That uh-huh. was kind of the start of my improv renaissance in my life. And F- I, A French word, oh. meaning rebirth. C'est vrai. Um, it is true. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <I realized laughs> thank, you that, thank you for that translation. <laughs> uh, oui. Oh. Um,
0: that means yes, everybody. It's yes
1: in French. Fantastique. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Sean Kinley is one of my favorite humans, and I don't see enough of him, but he was the highlight of that. Two, two weeks? I, did, I guess it was a two-week program. Uh, go to... Calgary and hang with him if you can So okay, that's a great start Yeah uh, We got a second response I
0: love it Oh, do we, want to ta- do we want to jam
1: on that a little bit? I think let's play the second response And then and we'll, then we'll jam, and then jam on everything? We'll jam on the two of them Okay, yeah. great
2: Hey guys, this is Shannon Hughes From San Francisco Bay Area um, What hit me like a thunderbolt with improv uh, Is the principle of Make your partner look good I just think that is so awesome. It just opens up so much to uh, our shared connection and understanding each other better and letting go of our own ego stuff for the sake of friendships and uh, connecting and seeing each other for who we are um, and just our general kind of humanity. Uh, I just, when I heard that for the first time, it kind of rocked my world. And uh, it's so applicable everywhere, on stage, off stage. uh, And I love it. And I love you guys. Thank you for asking for these uh, little snippets.
1: Well, thank you, Shannon.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love that you, uh, yeah, I love that you sent a, a voice memo in.
1: And I love that you're going to be in the podcast now. Yeah. That is, it's a fundamental shift. I attribute that to Patricia Ryan Madsen. In, in my experience of improv, is like, get over yourself. It's not about you. Get out there, pay attention to other people, and trust them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful move. Yeah. That it's like when I'm, if I'm down in myself, feeling bad about my life, and I get encouragement to go serve other people, like to go volunteer somewhere, help other people out, I just all of a sudden feel better. Yeah. Like, oh, right. And improv makes this a central premise
0: it's such a it is such a it's such a shift Mm -hmm. because we're so we spend most of our time paying attention to ourselves Mm -hmm. we spend we pay way more attention to us than anybody else does
1: Right. Even though we think that other people are paying attention exactly, to Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So there's this sort of like, oh, wait, I can get over myself.
1: That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not about me. Most people probably aren't even noticing I can, anything. Yet. I
0: can turn this uh, into somebody something else. And, and the other piece of it that Shannon brought up was this idea that you take you see them for who they are and right. you take them where they are. So there's this piece of acceptance that's wrapped up into it that it's not like, yeah, I'll make you look good if... It's not wishing they already were different. It's like, right. no, right where you are, I'm going to make you, I'm going to, I'm just going to support and encourage you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm playing for your delight.
1: One thing I've heard you do when you're teaching, and I've heard Rebecca Stockley do it too, is to say, imagine that your partner is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Everything they say is just exactly what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. And having that lens, as we've talked about a lot before, what the lens you choose Changes what you see. And so yeah. having that lens like, oh, that was great. Yeah. And all of a sudden it, it makes the things that they say great. Yeah. So, all right, cool. That's exactly what we needed to hear. Yeah. So we go forward.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to assume that this is uh, entirely worthy of me playing with it. Yeah. This is perfect. This is, this is ready for me to support it. Yeah. You are ready. You are everything you need to be. I'm here to help.
1: If you were going to go back to Jeremy's response. Yeah. What would you, anything you want to add to that or reflection? I,
0: I, I love that idea that you're never out of the game. Sometimes you think you're in a different game than you're in. Right. Like in life. Like sometimes you, I really love this idea that you can't just pay attention to what is not happening because then you sell short
1: what is, <laughs> like Wait, say say that again. I want to make sure I understand it's that
0: it's really easy to focus on the things that are not happening, the, the that the, you want to be the, yes, the ways oh, okay. that you wish your life
1: the were
0: happening. Yes, but if we only pay attention to what something isn't, then we really sell short what it is. Okay, and so okay, so let me make this connection more explicit. The idea of in life you're never out of the game, but when something happens that we we really want something, oh, oh uh especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people and it's like, Oh, that person seems to have the things that I want sooner than I do. And I feel like I'm not even in the race or I'm like off the, I'm like losing. I see. Right. Or like I wanted a job and I didn't get it. Or I wanted this relationship and I didn't get it or I, whatever. And I didn't get it. And and it feels like, Oh, I wanted something and now I have nothing. Mm. Right. I wanted this thing and I didn't get it. So I have nothing. And there is such Beauty and being like, "'Oh, but there are things that my current state offer me that that, that other that state would not. would not
1: the grass might be greener on this side, might actually be
0: the grass is just what it is everywhere, yes, and this grass has things that that grass doesn't have. And sometimes greenness isn't the best thing anyway, right? Yeah. Like, why yeah. are we so obsessed with how green the grass yeah. is? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, well, just look at where you are and what you do have, because there are great things about that that you will miss when you no longer have the life that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like play the moment you're in, and play it hard. Love it, because when it changes, it's, you're always playing. And if if you thought if you thought you wanted to be the playing the uh, I have a new job game, and you find yourself playing the I have the same job as before game, mm-hmm. it can feel like. You're out of the game that you want to be in. Right. But you're still in a gate. You're still in the gate. You're never yeah. out of the game. Yeah. You're still playing. Yeah. You don't stop playing. I you love know, like that's that strikes me. It's like there is something here. There's always something. There is something here. This is not the absence of what you want.
1: It is it is what it is. There
0: is something. There's yeah. posi- There's something positive here.
1: Yeah. I li- One of the things that struck me about Jeremy's story is the value. I'm not sure if this is mindfulness. I think of it as partly it's like positive reinforcement or effective teaching but like setting up the conditions to get what you want so if you want participate if you want to be able to have the fun of like i can fail and still have it be fun i can change the setup of the system so that it's, we're not saying I didn't fail. I did fail. I have to go to the other circle. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But there's a fun thing waiting for me over there. And there's fun, something fun rather than I have to sit and wait for the game to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know maybe that. we'll play another round. So you're taking the time ahead of time to set up to a be st- conscious, set the structure, and then you play within that. It's so like, does that mean oh, like oh, when you
0: when you think about an application of that? Do you mean like okay, I'm going to apply for this job, and if I don't get it, is it like a consolation prize thing? It's like, if I don't get it, then I get to do this. Um, like, what does that mean in real life? I was life? thinking
1: of it in terms of teaching and trying to set up experiences of learning that that do that. But it might be, you know, I'm thinking of like having a reflection question. Yeah. That's something like, okay, I went for something that I wanted. I didn't get it. Here's my reflection question that does the same thing of like, okay, what's... what greatness could possibly come out of this Mm -hmm. it's a little bit like what you were just saying about okay this is where i am now what's great here what do i what do i yeah but to set up that structure beforehand so whether i get the job or not or whether i win the championship or not i'm going to take time to sit down and reflect and harvest and so that i'm i'm in the game of Trying and reflecting, yeah. trying and reflecting. And, and you growing. can do that no matter what the outcome is. Exactly.
0: It reminds me of this thing that, that I'm so on these days, which is improvisation is an art form of how, not what, right? It's like an art form of how you show up, not what you do once you get there, yeah. because we don't know what the outcome will be, but we do know how we want to be together. Yeah. We know how we want to be together. We know that we know how we want to go through this life. If we measure success by how instead of what, then, then good things happen, I think.
1: I have definitely done that with my life. Yeah. I mean, a number of years ago, I stopped doing measuring goals Ah. and measuring goals. I'm like, I do some visioning, but I don't really set goals. Uh huh. And I thought, you know what, my what I want to put my energy to is being present. I want to learn how to be present, and then I want to put myself. I want to get myself out there. Right. So be present and reach out. Don't just cocoon. But and do you if feel I, like if I do those two things, good things are going to happen?
0: Yes, yeah, that's it. So, like, could the goal be I want to, I want to, uh, right, dating. I want to go on first dates.
1: Put myself out there. And
0: it's not about I want to get in a relationship. It's like yep. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nail the process. Yep. And then, and then things will come from
1: that. Yep. And it takes work to, to be present. Totally. So, that means, yeah, meditating or doing yoga or, Practicing, doing or the present things, catching myself checking out, yeah, or getting on my phone, or you know, we, all these things we've talked about before, yeah. But yeah, it still takes work, but the work is on that as opposed to trying to do something else, right? And then once that happens, then I put myself out there, and then life comes back with like, oh, you're playing, okay, great. Here's an opportunity. Here's an yeah. opportunity. Here's here's a person to meet. Try this out, and then stuff shows up. So right. like. Just this last week, uh, Jonah Willinghans of the Stanford Storytelling Project called me and said he w- wanted me to come down and teach with his, teach for his class. Cool. He's doing a Tools for a Meaningful Life class. Now, I've been wanting to meet Jonah for a couple of years. And he and I met, actually met at a workshop. I just introduced myself and I'm like, nothing came of it. But this has been in the ether. Yeah. But this just came back around. So cool. Partly because of the workshop we did at the Stanford Contemplation by Design. Oh, cool. Back in November. Great. So somebody who was there is one of his works with him. And, you know, so they made the connection. So that's kind of tuning in, being ready. And now it's happening. Like, great. Here we go. Yeah. But I didn't set the goal of like, I'm going to meet Jonah. I'm going to make this happen.
0: I'm going to close some number of deals. I'm going to book this number of whatever. It's like, I'm going to keep. Meaning, I'm going to stay open.
1: And keep doing stuff. I'm
0: going to show up. I'm going to be the way I want to be. Yeah. yeah. I want to approach people and situations in, in the way that I, in, intentionally. Yeah. And then let the cards fall where they may. Yeah. It's like a really powerful shift. Very powerful. And that, I feel like that does make it this idea. Some I don't know, somehow it is this like, you're never out of the game. It's like. It's not a binary, you've done it or you haven't. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're always playing. The game's going on. We're all, there's always, I had this moment where I was exploring something with my therapist where I felt like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a stretch. (laughs) So hang in there. (laughs) Yeah. Hang in there with me. It was like, we were exploring my defaults and it was about being alone or being with people and how i have this sort of it was like this like I, I have this feeling like my time doesn't count if i'm not with other people oh interesting i mean it's very different than you <laughs> it's, very, it's, very, it's very different than you <laughs> that's
1: the time that really counts <laughs> exactly right
0: and no, i was sort I, of like i
1: like time with other people too
0: no of course right and and i'm I have since that conversation become much more satisfied by my time alone. And Love like, it. I sort of relish it. But but there there was this like deep underlying belief, like my time is worth more mm-hmm. if it is spent with other people. That real life is happening when I'm with other people. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not, I'm just waiting mm-hmm. to be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. to To be in the company of somebody else so that I can be being a part of somebody's experience mm-hmm. feel, felt very validating for me. Mm-hmm. And so there there's this real adjustment that I had to make. And w- one thing he said was, you know, life is made up of all the moments. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all the flavors. It's all the channels. So like alone in your house. Oh, oh, we're, oh, we were talking about the so the the metaphor was like, a, like the like a current of movement, okay. like a river or something. And when I'm alone, I'm sort of out of it.
1: You feel like you're in an eddy on the side of the river, or like
0: I'm on a rock. On a rock. Okay. I'm outside. I'm just like eh, I'm like not in the flow. I'm like washed up on mm-hmm, the bank, mm-hmm. and I'm like waiting to get swept back into into it. A forlorn twig. Other people, yeah. And that other people are the are the current. Like the that's where the stuff happens. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. and you know. Anyway, and he was like, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, you're in it now. You can't help but be in it. Mm. There's no not in it. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. It, it involves all of it. And so you're all this, the, this, this current of life. It is happening whether you think it is or not. You are always doing it and you're doing it right. You know, it was just this like yeah. lovely, you're always in the, you're not, you're never not in the game. You're ah, never not playing. So there's the connection. Yeah. yeah. It's, right. a, it's a stretch, like no, I said. No, that was good.
1: That was yeah. a pull. Sorry for you're always in the current.
0: Uh, that memory was not super available. Uh, anyway, but I, yeah, I don't know if that is relevant or
1: helps anybody. It's uh, <laughs> interesting. We it might. might not be. We might say you're always taking part in current events. Oh boy. Oh boy. We might. No, I think that would. <laughs> <laughs> forgive me. I, I couldn't I couldn't resist. <laughs> I think that makes total sense.
0: Yeah. So Jeremy, I dig it. I dig your I dig your Thunderbolt moment.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, so okay, so let me ask you then, Lisa. Yeah. Whether mindfulness or improv is the do you have a thunderbolt moment?
0: Yeah, I've been trying to think about that. Like, you know, the biggest thunderbolt moment I can identify was when I it was early on when I realized improvisation is actually about life. Mm. Like when I, when it's it was big like picture. Whoa. This is not just. This is about. It's not just a theater club. This is about how we treat people. This is about how we approach. This is about. This is a code for for healthy mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. hold on, you know, it, that's mm-hmm. what I, it was in college. That's when that. I learned from Patricia because she teaches this like it's a value system.
1: Yeah. And you had done it in high school. Yeah. You hadn't you hadn't gotten that insight. We were
0: uncoached, and we were basically just doing improv games, and not a lot of philosophy. Like there was, it was students teaching other students, and Mm -hmm. I want to say that they had read improv probably, but I no, I didn't. That was not the vibe. Mm -hmm. The vibe was like we get to do it's like screw around with our friends and charge people, and people like it. You know,
1: that's it's interesting that you mentioned that particular one because I had that experience in class as well. But I also had a similar thing with mindfulness. Mm. When I took this course from the Mindfulness in Schools Project to train to teach mindfulness to teenagers, and there was a unit, there was a, a class section that framed something from mindfulness that I hadn't heard this way before. And it was a class on curiosity and kindness. And the, we had talked about the mind as a puppy. Training the puppy mind, the class before. And so it wanders, it sniffs around, brings stuff back, you, you know, it's really enthusiastic, but it has to be trained to stay in one place. So I, that image was helpful in itself. But then the next day, when we came back, we talked about the mind ha- has a mind of its own and what other animals is the mind like. So cool, okay. Well, the mind is like an ant. It likes to follow a track and it works really hard and it works in teams and you know, little by little gets stuff done. The mind is like an eagle, can see things from a high-up perspective and races in to capture its prey. Or it's like an elephant. It's really emotional, whatever. Yeah. But then they showed us this video of David Attenborough, the British naturalist. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with some gorillas, in, I think in Rwanda. And they said... Watch how David Attenborough is with the gorillas. And let's think of it as the gorillas are like the mind. And what does the way David Attenborough is being show us about how we might be with our own mind? And you go in there, and he's super curious and quiet. And, you know, the gorilla is an extraordinary
0: creature. Yeah, sort of reverent. He loves him.
1: And he's in there. And, you know, he goes through, he tells you about all the things about the gorilla. And then he says... Sometimes they even let you join in the fun. And then it flashes to this picture of him lying down in these bushes. And the gorillas are like cuddling him and playing with him. And they're laughing together. It's just beautiful. And you're thinking, oh, my God, it's so great. These really dangerous creatures. And he's totally befriended them. Yeah. That metaphor was so awesome to me. Yeah. Of like to be able to say, I'm not going to change my mind. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to like train it to be really robust. Right. right. I'm just gonna go. Let it and be what it is. Hang out. Be reverent. And, and be learn, playful.
0: Learn how to be with it.
1: And it was like, oh my God, if we can bring this kind of curiosity and kindness to every moment of our lives, it completely transforms everything. Yeah. All of a sudden, God, there's it, no problems. It's it just, just like what's happening? It
0: comes down to acceptance. Yeah. It so comes down to acceptance. Yeah. It's like, what if this is just how what if you don't need to fix anything?
1: Well, it, it's it's even more than acceptance though, because he's got this little whimsy added. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So it's like it's acceptance and with a smidge of delight, a yes. little dash of delight. Yes. Expecting like, ooh, what are we gonna find? Right. You know. Yeah. And and it, it's not perfect. Like the one thing in the video that I, cracks me up every time I watch it, because I use it in my classes, is he says, the male gorilla is an entirely peaceful animal. The only time he gets violent is if a male from another tribe attacks his. I'm like, oh wait, the male from another tribe, why would a male from another tribe attack his if right. he's if not he's being always Peaceful and, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, forget that logical <laughs> mess up. But it's still, it's still got that sense of humor and delight and That's gentleness. Nice. Mm-hmm. And like, can we be that gentle with ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know? So that Completely transformed my experience of mindfulness and also of life when Mm. I heard that. Cool. I love that. Love that. So now it's one of my favorite lessons to do when I teach mindfulness, to share that.
0: I am just thinking, I did have a little bit of a mindfulness aha. It was around meditation. Mm. When I, I, I like sequestered myself, it was after a breakup and I sent myself up to a retreat center. Yeah. It was like a spiritual community and was... I did a silent retreat by default. This I is when this, I yeah. I went by myself, not expecting to do a silent retreat, but the only other people on the grounds were doing a silent retreat. So I was like, well, oh, well, I guess <laughs> Which, I'm not making friends. Given what you
1: said before about like you only exist if yeah. there's other people to you Oh, like, it was
0: very... Yeah. Actually, I found it very relaxing. Right. I, ultimately, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I don't have to think about what to say to people. I, it was It was great. Right. But I had to be forced to do it. Uh-huh. Like I did not opt in. Uh... Anyway, and I was reading a little book that was like meditation for beginners, like a beginner's Mm -hmm. look at meditation. And the book described meditation as listening.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, oh, you got to sit down for 10 minutes and listen. Great. Mm -hmm. I I know how to listen. I'm a listener. Mm -hmm. I'm a good listener. You just sit down and listen. Listen to what's happening. Listen to the universe. Listen to your body. Listen to the world around you. You don't have to pretend it's not there. You Mm -hmm. don't have to focus yourself on one particular thing it's like just listen just see what's there yeah just see what's there and it sort of was this i wouldn't call it a thunderbolt but it was like a firefly <laughs> it was like pink <laughs> it kind of shifted me i, was, I remember it that made, impacting you. yeah yeah it made meditation feel really accessible
1: would you say that since then you have been more open to meditating
0: Yeah. Well, when I do meditate, I'm like, I'm just not struggling. I'm just going to sit here and notice the moment. Yeah. I love it. Just going to sit here and see what it is. And it really takes away this feeling, this feeling of you're, uh, I'm not doing it right.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause it's like, I just got to listen to what's there. (laughs) And then I can get, there's all sorts of things there, you know, Love it. speaking of listening. Yes. I just love, we're sitting in my living room right now, listeners, just to give you a, an idea, a, a picture right. of where we are. We're sitting on the floor in my living room. This is
1: in the Mission in San Francisco. In the
0: Mission. And it's raining outside. Oh, yeah. And it's just the best sound ever. I like love the sound of the rain right outside my window.
1: It is actually really raining now that you...
0: Yeah, it's it's wet out
1: there. When I'm at home so in, nice. in Daly City, there's a one of the gutters on the outside of my house runs alongside where my desk is Mm. so if i'm sitting at my desk i hear the rushing water dripping water yeah no we it's it's nice to to have rain
0: oh it makes me feel very cozy in
1: here well this is cool i like i like considering these notions and uh, this is all from jeremy's question yeah it's great
0: i want to uh i want to give people another i want to do another question for next time should anybody be inspired to to uh, submit a response well, like I Shannon and Jeremy
1: did. Right. And I hopefully hopefully we're doing our job and we're inspiring them right now. That if they weren't inspired before, they're gonna be inspired now.
0: Yeah, but I'm not gonna attach whether I, I don't make goals, so I'm not <laughs> we're just gonna be I'm, present. Not gonna ta- I'm not gonna get attached to whether people submit responses. I'm not gonna attach my yeah. sort of worth or value to that. We're just gonna
1: be present with the question and you know, put it we're out there. Gonna,
0: we'll do the process. Let's we did see what happens. We did what we yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll okay. Be, we'll be curious. So here's the the question is a fantastic question. <laughs> so here's the crazy. Just came
0: a goblin. Um, the question is what what, uh, what about mindfulness or improv so you could you could apply this to either discipline what about it made you know you wanted to do more. Yeah. What was the feeling that you wanted more of, and or the experience that you wanted more of, and why? Yeah,
1: and I'm the, for the words that coming to mind for me is like what hooked you. Yeah, what you hooked know, you about it? Grabbed your heart and like pulled you in, like yeah, more. So yeah, so that's it. That's fun. What made you want more of mindfulness or improv?
0: Yeah, and we'll think we'll think about it and answer it on the next episode, and we hope that some of you do so you can submit your answer to that question by emailing info at pod Task. MonsterBabyPodcast Monster <laughs> and if you want to submit a little voice memo like Shannon did, awesome! Or you can shoot a Facebook message, message or email or whatever you want, and we'll read it on the next podcast, which we're recording in a week. It's coming up.
1: It's coming up, so get on it, beeps. Come on, join the <laughs> but, train. But that'd be great. It'd be great to have that. Yeah. Uh, so cool. We got another question going forward. I think, I think that's a good spot to wrap up. Me too. Let's wrap up. Right on. Glad you could be with us. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Monster Baby uh, Podcast. There it is, the episode. Yeah. Uh.
0: Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. That was fun. Really I, fun. I, I'm, I'm into the question thing.
1: It's a really simple format.
0: I'm into it. I like it. I like hearing from people a lot. So I, so we really hope that. We can hear from you We
1: hope we hear from you Yeah, take that question And run with it, Pete It doesn't
0: have to be A good answer either, right? You don't have to I like, like, like what, what, what really is the thing? It's like that's oh, just the first thing You to be like There was a cute kid And there was like A cute guy in my class That's what hooked me
1: Boom Cool Reason to do improv the reason to there, do was a a really, there was a really cute guy In my class That's why I wanted To do mindfulness
0: <laughs> So I could sit silently <laughs> Nearby Really <laughs> Really impress-
1: really Impressive it will work. Hey, whatever works. Well, uh, before we let you go, I want to let you know a few things. Again, if you want to respond to that question, info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Send Mm -hmm. us an email. Leave a voicemail. uh, Find
0: us on Facebook. I mean, all the ways. All the
1: ways. Check it out. All the ways. And then, uh, as you may have heard before here, I'm going to be co-leading an improvisation and spirituality weekend called Yes to Life. Get Life. On it. In March. It's happening in uh, Healdsburg, two hours north of San Francisco. Say yes to Ted. <laughs> get in there. Come to PlayfulMindfulness.info look for the heading, the header at the top of the page and click on that and you'll get all the information you want. Yeah. My buddy Cindy Franklin and Angelo John Lewis. I think it's going to be really cool because we're going to try some new stuff out that we haven't tried out before.
0: So. Awesome. And if you're in San Francisco, come see these gorgeous, gorgeous lights that turn our theater into
1: a cathedral. Amen to that. Oof. And... and uh, yeah, come on in quick and celebrate the party with us. Yeah. Love to have you with us. So thank you for listening, as always. We love you. And whether you're in Japan or France or here in the Bay Area, wherever you are.
0: We, we dig it that you're joining that you're listening us. Listening. Thank so you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Happy New Year. Bye.